0: Um, I wanted to ask you, um, just kind of like you know, who uh, Nico Jenkins is, like who you are as a person, you know, outside of you know everything that's happened with the case and everything. Who who are you as a person? Well, I I am Nico
1: Allen Jenkins, and basically I'm a person who's been suffering from mental illness since I was a six year old child. I was committed to a psychiatric hospital when I was eight years old. And when I got out of that hospital, I had nine months of psychotherapy sessions. And I was taking antidepressant medication since I was nine years old. And basically, the system neglected me and made my mental illness worse. For me. I'm, just a, I'm just a man that's living with mental illness. I have the most severest case of mental illness. That I'm affected bipolar type. That means that I'm schizophrenic with a mood disorder. So not only can I hear voices, commands, and things of that nature, but I have a mood disorder. So it's hard for me to put you. I suffer from bipolar depression as well. Wow. And basically, what I want people to know about me is that I'm a very sweet, loving, loving-hearted person, and mm-hmm. I'm not the Monster that my disease turns into when I'm not treating the medication and I'm not being held in 20th lockdown. i like a perfect example of since, I, since I've been arrested, I haven't hurt nobody since I've been arrested, and it's almost been 10 years again. Years. And um, I haven't been violent towards it, but I've been under medication uh, recently. Um, basically, but like I said before, I'm a very sincere royal love-worthy person, you know, and um, I don't want I never wanted anything to happen. That's why I wanted to make sure for all your listeners out there to be pull up on the internet the legislative resolution document of LR four twenty-four December fifteenth, twenty fourteen, and read the twenty four pages. About Eko Jenkins' case and the
2: seven Nebraska senators that uncovered the conspiracy were
3: happening. mhm
0: okay, Okay. Okay. Um, how was it like uh, growing up in Nebraska? Um, like, what type of, um, what kind of life did you have in Nebraska? How was it living out there in the Midwest?
1: Well, I had a, I had a very real problem growing up because you know when I was growing up, you know, my dad sold drugs, so. Rough, so a fast life, you know, it'd be like crackheads and prostitutes and stuff like that, you know, the drugs and the fast life and stuff like that. So I grew up In fact, I was always drinking and smoking weed at the age of
3: nine
1: and sixteen. Oh wow nine to, so I was to prison at sixteen and um basically I I grew up real fast. I was uh carrying guns, a lot of people and Time I was uh, uh, like 13 or 16, and uh, I actually most of that violence to my mental illness being untreated, though, because that's the only time that I, I can recall myself from wanting to be violent towards people when I'm not treated for my mental illness and when I'm not on medication. Because now I'm under anti an injection once in 21 days. Mm-hmm. I
2: don't feel violent, but I don't, I don't get
1: those, get those, those, uh, those people, I still get the voice commands to do it, and, and, but it's like the, 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 the urge of them, and the, the strength of the, the need to do it, like, oh, I'm going to die, yeah. so I don't feel like that, because that's what I feel like. That's what I feel like when I'm not on medication. When I'm not on medication, I feel that the feelings and the evils of the office are gonna kill me if I don't do what they're telling me to do. And yeah, I feel un, uh, unrealistic feeling is so scary because it makes me feel scared. Like I feel like my head starts pounding I feel the sp starts hurting. Like I feel like die. Like and I start feeling like I'm gonna die and I it's just like, it's just crazy. It's
2: just a weird,
0: it's just an unexplainable thing. I would never want nobody to have me feel like I be feeling, you, you know, like that. Wow, that sounds crazy. I'm sorry. Um What do you, like, when you when this when this type of stuff happens, like, do you try to, like, calm yourself down or it's just something that you can't control? Like Well, when
1: I'm out on a medication, I can't control it. Like, either I cut myself up or I hurt somebody else. It comes out in the way. Um, So that's something that is basically happens. But like when I'm under medication, I don't feel like those Mm -hmm. strong sensations
3: anymore. Mm
1: -hmm. You know, I can better cope with my disorder just through listening to music, you know, working out, Mm -hmm. watching TV, talking on the phone, stuff like that.
0: Like right now, you're talking on the phone right now. That's helpful. Helpful for you so
1: it's like a way to take my my body my mind outside of these walls because i'm
2: connecting with someone
3: on the outside
0: world Mhm. wow wow um what were some things that you um liked to do as a child you know outside of like all the craziness that like
1: you went through were there like any hobbies
0: or anything that you liked to do when you were a kid
2: well, I like like I like to play basketball, football, wrestling. Um, basically, just uh, spend time with my
1: sisters and my dad and my uh, cousins and stuff like that, and just be fun, fun-loving, and you know I'm a lot of things. So I can sing songs, I can sing like my favorite songs to my family and
2: make little home videos and
0: stuff Mm -hmm. stuff like that yeah i heard you sing one time on a video you have a nice voice thank you you're welcome yeah thank you i I appreciate you telling me here because i've been singing since i was
2: young and nobody ever talked about the things i just know how to sing Yeah.
0: That's that's a that's a good trait to have. I used to sing when I was little. I kind of t- like kind of lost touch with it, but singing and, and and music and everything is very therapeutic for me as well.
1: Yeah.
2: Yeah.
0: I I think you just told me this, but um, what age were you when you first started hearing the voices? And um, like, how did you um, um, were you at school when this first happened? When you were a kid, and like, how did like the school and stuff handle it? If you remember,
1: I can remember from the time when I was like four years old before I went to school, like four and five years old. Mm-hmm. And then, like I took to school and I was in the break. So that was—I get that. I was playing my mother's gun. Yeah, I read
0: about that. that. Wow,
1: that was the first time I had any fun with them all.
2: But yeah, I remember getting pistols and doing stuff like that, and like um. That's the, that was the
0: youngest age. I say about four or five. Wow, wow. So, um, I also had read that you were like in um, a lot of um, foster foster homes and stuff like that. Um, how was that for you? Was that like I'm sure that was traumatic for you? But how was your experience with that, and how did you deal with that? It was traumatic. But I didn't really spend too much
1: time in the foster care system. Uh, okay. but I did have to stay in it. I had, I got, when I took the gun to school, I had got taken out of my home. And uh, I was in the foster home. But that foster home was pretty good. And they took care of as well. So I was chasing my mom. But I was in the mama's boy. I've been in the mama's boy since I was young. Uh, yeah. I'm still like that. And I was my mom and my mom.
0: Yeah. Yeah, you know, um, I, I tell people all the time, there's no greater bond than, you know, a, a bond between a mother and a child. I um, unfortunately don't have my mother anymore. She passed away 12 years ago. So um, I tell people out there, if you have your mother, you know, love on her. My podcast. Um, but I, I, oh, go ahead. I'm sorry.
2: Well, the main
0: thing is that I want everybody to know that
2: the State of the ground is trying to set a date to execute.
1: And basically I need to have I need really, uh, your help to try to help me start an old funding page to, to, to get an attorney to file this and basically I need like right now like this cash app numbers help me
3: mm-hmm. my legal uh, defence fund and um, but
1: basically uh, I have to file this motion before the end of this year. I mean I'll be this year for the end of this month. I have to file uh, this motion to stop them from setting the execution date because as long as I have a motion file then they can't file the set the uh, date. So mm-hmm. We're trying to they're trying to set a date for me to execute, you know. Basically, I have a public defender. I have a real attorney, but they can be appointed by the courts. And it's not working for me because it's a part of the conspiracy. Mm-hmm. And I like, watch the LR 424 document. You'll understand that there's a major conspiracy against people changing the state of
3: Nebraska. Mm-hmm.
1: People know that they, uh, they people lost their lives because they were released a form of and that's something that I want to speak to right now while I'm on the platform. So, mm-hmm. basically, what happened to me was, by Nebraska law, they were supposed to send me and send me to the psychiatric hospital. And they uh, disregarded the law and made him dangerous without medication. Each of the people committed to years in solitary confinement at the time but I was in a solitary department for six and a half years mm-hmm. um, ten and a half years since and
2: basically my doctor, two doctors, Dr. Genealometto and Dr. Matthew uh, Baker both diagnosed me to affected bipolar type and he said I was gonna be the to the hospital and um they, they didn't take that the psychologist that made Mark to was
1: common Mark Weilich, a psychologist that wasn't even my doctor.
3: Mm-hmm.
1: We told uh, the violation that would have got to the committee. I don't want to just do an interview with you. You know what I mean? I want you to like, I want to like engage with your listeners. You know what I'm saying? Like, oh, like, absolutely. They call in and talk to me if they want to.
3: Yeah.
1: And you know what I mean? Like ask me questions about not just my bond, not just what happened to me. But like the main thing is that I don't want to look at me as a monster and what the media has portrayed me to me what the media has put out there, like all those TikTok videos that people are making. Yeah, yeah, I saw They're that. Famous about. Yeah. I, I had yeah, I had nothing to do with none of that stuff. I had nothing to do with none of that stuff. They just did that on their own, you know? And that's not who I am, you know, with the basically I don't glorify being being mentally real and insane at time crime and know what I was doing. Mm-hmm. I didn't have any control over myself and my actions. Mm-hmm. And that's one thing that I wanted, one of the things that I want people to know and that's one reason why I want to all everyone to be the hell four twenty four and then talk to you know, to talk to me from their hearts mm-hmm. and tell me what they feel and what they think, you know.
0: Right. Well, you know, me reaching out to you, I, I felt something on my spirit. I wanted to reach out and talk to you because, you know, I, I look at you as a human being with a heart, you know, and I was led to reach out to you because, you know, we all we all fall, fall short and, you know, you can't judge people. You know what I'm saying? So that's why I, I was really led to, you know, reach out to you and, you know, you know, want to talk to you.
2: But
1: uh, the main thing, the main thing that, like I said before, is that I have a good heart. I have a hard goal. So, and things that happen to me are very important. And it's amazing that I live in solitary confinement and you know, all the torturing that they get to me in this prison. You know, um, and then I was released to society. The crazy part about it is the lr four twenty four. the main thing about it is I told them not to let me out. This is something that I, I read about that. I told them to not let me out. I told them that I wanted to go to the hospital. I told them along. If I would to let me out because they have a board of mental health here. Mm-hmm. This is where the sabotage came into play. place. The county attorney. County attorney from Johnson County, Tecumseh, Nebraska, called up to the Tecumseh prison and asked him, Was I really feeling dangerous? And at the time, I was. And that's why I want to see this evaluation because the doctor is is saying that I am going to affect my prototype. She's saying that at this time, I appeared to be feeling dangerous. Mm And we was that still committed. Matter of fact, if you want me to, I'll read it to the record right
0: now. The evaluation, if you want me to, I can do that. I wasn't thinking about that. I was like, that's the way that I can get it out here
1: right now. Yeah, that's fine. You can read it real fast. Okay, because okay. um, uh, this is this is the evaluation from Dr. Natalie Baker mm-hmm. about before I was really. And uh, it's uh, a couple pages long, it's three pages long, but this is, okay, this is what I want everyone to listen very closely to this and everyone to know that I never wanted to hurt anybody. that I would have, if Dr. McWyland would have never withheld this violation from the county attorney of Johnson County, I would have been sent to the, uh, in front of the Board of Mental Health where I had the power to commit myself if I would have just admitted to. There's that i said was Okay, says. Mm-hmm. Okay, I'm going to read it right now. It says, this is from Dr. Battery Baker. This is a, this is a female psychiatrist. Mm-hmm. She says, that with the patient today who reports continued difficulties with mental health issues, anger, and self-harm behavior, she is currently on 15-minute check does broken broken, spread for dead. She was upset about not having this property. Patient reports, reports wants world world psychiatry, which is further elaborates the treatment of his and personalities. Patient continues to refuse any psychotropic treatment at this facility. He reports he's been on limited property for the past four days with no mattress, which has led him angry. He complains of difficulties to pay in his sleep. The appetite is good. He denies any difficulties with illness. And concentration, okay. He denies the difficulties with engineering concentration. He denies any suicidal, homicidal ideation for a patient. did cut above and below his, his right eye on, on January 18, 2013, requiring several sutures. Patient has been scheduled three times with medical to remove the sutures, but he has refused to allow medical to remove them. Patient denied that cutting his eye was a suicide attempt, but described. Gas is war as a slither of war as he it reports. He is a warrior with spiritual declarations of warfare, with complaints and difficulties, with anger, the and feeling, and paranoid, denies with physical aggression and Russian behaviors, but does not report The alpha leader of apocalypse and further describes night tours, where he will sacrifice people in of cannibalism. He does report good family support and reports plans friends to make his mother his power attorney. Objective mental status is there. There are no boulders. Patient dressed in his boxer shorts. He was observed to have several sutures both above and below his right eye. Which were still replaced. The skin is somewhat medium magnitude, medium magnitude. He denies any suicidal or homicidal obligations at this time. is alert and oriented attention, concentration, and cognition appear close to the intact. Your mental reality tests, insight, and judgment remain impaired. Assessment diagnosis, diagnosis, bipolar rapport, and cognitive issues versus disorder, grandiosity type,
2: affective disorder, bipolar type. Patient complains of increased difficulties with anger, paranoid, continual audit,
1: auditory limitations as well as command hallucinations to harm others, especially with these from corrections. As he reports, Jams in 5-1, they appear may have had difficulties with the kids for peer. Both threatening per staff reports. Patients have not reported. Related to his history of witnessing traumatic and violent situations, patient does include some manic, hypomanic behaviors, including speech, possibly increasing. Like is grandiosity, excessive behaviors, continuing auditory command on this patient. More questions can also increase his glucose. Also, reports he doesn't want medication to affect his neurons. Patient has not typed to his since June of 2012. He denies any somatic complaints at this time. Does follow up with medical or any, does follow up the medical for physical concerns, but again, has been on three uh, consecutive occasions to have his sutures removed. The patient does exhibit significant
2: narcissistic antisocial traits and behaviors. Patients with and possible malignant behaviors for a secondary gain. The
1: continues to want to transfer to LRC. He also reports the PTSD symptom related to his history of physical sexual abuse and violence with continued nightmares and flashbacks. As a result psychiatric testing and assessments, which did not find the definitive nature of the illness and access to one diagnosis, besides his history of pollen substance dependency, just not reveal significant access to issues, including strong antisocial and narcissistic traits. However, patient does have a history of bipolar affective disorder as well as a history of violence and assaulting behaviors. This provider is concerned regarding the patient being released directly from segregation into the community. He is threatening to harm others once he is released. He also has had self harming behaviors, is not following, is not allowing medical to remove the
2: sutures. Again,
1: staff also reported patient does not appear to. Be. As well at night and excessive exercising, also has a period more agitated again, with to slide my kids on triacin, burden, threat. Recent client status that has completed a formal mental health feeling that the patient possesses significant serious risk to others and again has
2: a history of violent assault and behavior. This patient also with a history of strong cluster antisocial treatment. This provider is recommending for no provider, to a nurse. Or
1: a psychologist to evaluate this patient in the near future for further diagnostic clarification and treatment options. Patient currently appears limited to the field as imminent danger to others. The patient will possibly require a commitment prior to being released to ensure the safety as well as the safety of others. This provider also is discussing the above concerns with Dr. Wiley, who is also planning to see the patient soon to determine further treatment. Housing options. Patient denies from significant symptoms of depression or anxiety continues to all psychotropic He has a history of non compliance with psychotropics and it appears appearance symptoms has also been reached in the past. Patient refuses to take antipsychotics and of food stabilizers as well as food based Patients take the possible OCD symptoms, including propulsive working out and cleaning. Some of the patient's symptoms also are likely to to make their behavior more access to issues. We are helpless to show the identity disorder symptoms reporting are observed. We discuss discussed the covid anger issues and appropriate violence. Violence, grief, and loss issues, trauma, which is reality. We have the options with the patient. Did discuss risk, benefits, and have alternatives treatments with the patient. Patients not taking even as psychotropic. Patients from the initial patient evaluation is overall basic needs. However, again, it's important to allow mental health as well as to work with the mental health staff to encourage the patient's cooperation with staff and continues to monitor the patient and adjust medications if necessary. To to schedule to follow up with this, like and the psychiatrist in the hospital before The date of this report was February fourth, two thousand thirteen. Five months before I got out.
0: Wow. So this 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 happened right before they let you out? Yeah, this was five months before I was released.
1: This, this evaluation this was my last incarcerated evaluation
3: mm-hmm.
0: But
1: the reason why I say that this is so important because the they, the main thing is about which what she, what she said is this evaluation. She said hey, she currently appears and of full that's one of the danger to others. Mm-hmm. That's that's what the that report, that report is what the Johnson County Attorney, Richard R. Smith, called up to, it's in the LR-424, they say that, they say everything that I'm saying, it. but Richard R. Smith called up to the prison and asked him what I'm going the dangerous and that Dr. Mark Wallace, who is a psychologist, withheld his report. This is the report, the report that I just read into the record, It mm-hmm. This is the actual report that he withheld from the county attorney so that he could file a Board of Mental Health commitment for me. So in once I would have gotten in front of the Board of Mental Health Judge, mm-hmm. I could commit myself. This is why this was such a major this is why this was such a major conspiracy. Because they knew that I had the power to commit myself and they didn't want me to commit myself because I had assaulted their the Mm-hmm. I saw the doing guards, I started right, I did a lot of problematic shit. I was real problematic and one not because it wasn't treatment by the order, so I was real violent. I was real lashing out on others and stuff like that. So but after you, in the in the report, I had stitches in my face so self-harming myself, and I had called into to my face two times, which resulted in forty stitches. Oh wow. Before I had
0: now um also you um so, you you had cut your throat too as well.
1: Yeah, that was that was a couple times. I've done a couple times.
0: Oh. Wow. And was that because of voice commands or?
2: Yeah,
0: voice commands and just suicidal. Wow. Yeah, I you know I don't really understand. Um, if you're telling someone, hey, don't let me out because, you know, I'm a harm somebody, I don't understand why they still would, you know, let you out like that doesn't make any sense. You know? It didn't go, you know, like the LR court was in here interviewing the, uh, the, the immigration people from the prison
1: system, right? Mm-hmm. They said that they were scared to let me on a dog because I was going to kill somebody. They said that they were scared to let me on a prison dog, because they had gun towers. You know, security staff, they were afraid to let me out of that environment, but yet they let me go into the system. Free. With no, where what, what they wouldn't what be. Set me up for pleasure, those kids. They didn't give me any kind of medication. I wasn't seeing any kind of doctors. Nothing. They didn't give
2: me no world's to no doctors, you know, mental health, none of that.
3: Wow, they just let you out.
2: And I told him I didn't want to get out. I didn't want
1: to get out. I swear to you. Listen, to Listen to if, 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 if time can be diverse and I can get a chance to go to the hospital, I would have went to the hospital. I, if I would have gotten in front of the Board of Mental Health, mm-hmm. I would have told that judge. And we said in Nebraska law that if I would have told the judge that I'm really feeling really dangerous do and that and I would have been to a pocket gonna do sacrifice to a promise, they would have committed. They would have been forced to commit by the Brass of Statute, by Brass of the Law. And that's why they didn't want to go for the board of you middle. No, know, because they they were gonna to have to treat each other. They looked at this racism. they mm-hmm. it's a it a no good black community, a black big black community, this, the other word, no which what I mean, I what I'm saying. Right,
0: yeah, I do I know.
1: And, mm-hmm. Inward, mm-hmm. And, and they was like we're not about to spend our time and money we're not about to spin our time and money on this inward." and we're going to let them suffer we're going to make them suffer so mm-hmm. I'm going to tell you why it matters only reason why they got no going home is because I was in a white woman and she was losing her because of
0: what?
2: and Andrew Coleman because I killed, I killed the white one blonde hair, 2 white woman. Oh. That's, a,
1: that's the, that's the why they gave it to that world. And when they found her, she had bullets ripping out her jaw, she had one of her eyeballs blown completely out of her head straight into her brain. So, and that was in a rich prominent neighborhood mm-hmm. in 104th Street of Omaha. Mm-hmm. So they, they, they weren't, they weren't, they weren't ready to keep with that type of violence in their community. They, that's, that's a shock to their core. That's why they're doing all this illegal shit to me to try to kill me. Because they know that what they did, they caused that mother of three to be dead. They allowed me to be bleak, insane, and psychotic and not aware of what I'm doing. And I'm under the control of the Jesus. And they're forcing me to, to carry out
3: or the dead exposure. Mm-hmm. Very... I, can't stop my I can't stop my
1: disease from hurting my fear. I can't stop myself from hurting myself. I can't stop my middle illness from hurting me. I hurt it, splitting my own bones, carving into my body, cutting into my lips my face and my just severe wounds to myself. If I can't stop something from hurting me, my mental wounds from hurting me think that I can stop it from purchasing the next if I'm not medicated or I'm not getting you know, a health treatment. And see by oh. now I'm uh seen a doctor five days a week a psychologist uh, for psychotherapy sessions and I'm under antipsychotic injections every in twenty-four
0: days. Wow. Do you have any side effects from those from those injections, may I ask? Not really because I still work out and stuff stop bad
1: I don't know. I don't
0: get no stuff. Sometimes I feel like cramps. Like cramps in my muscles. No. I see. I see. I mean, it's a very unfortunate I don't
1: I'm glad you're read that the record. I'm glad I had enough time to leave that into the record because that's gonna be something interesting to be to the listening
0: Yeah, yeah. Um it's just very unfortunate, you know, your situation and everything and you know, um, it's just it's just crazy how how fickle the law can be. As you know, um my podcast is about, you know, healing and stuff like that from, you know, trials and tribulations and everything. Can you kinda tell me like your experience, you know, from healing if you've been able to heal at all while you've been, you know, in prison? Well, I
1: haven't been really able to heal uh the question my my status and my
0: Well, I'll tell you, you know, um, I've been through a lot of things in my life um, and the way that I've dealt with, you know, anything that I've gone through, of course, is by prayer. I don't know if you're big on praying praying or anything like that, but definitely prayer and like meditation and stuff like that and, you know, seeking into your yourself, you know, that's that's how I've dealt with like pain and everything like that.
1: Yeah.
2: Try Try cause um I once was a Christian. I once was a Christian for
1: living for God and I stopped being a Christian though because know, I lost faith and I've been kinda like basically indulging in the dark side and doing the stuff of convenience and stuff me to do and stuff like that because they basically had to possess like still to this day, this very day I'm still possessed by it and um I was trying to get over Catholic we to come and difficulty
0: from him? Mm-hmm. Well, we have love with that. Wow. Um, and like you said, you, you, have you ever like you know, like I said, have you do you have a Bible at all?
2: Yeah, I have. I have a Bible.
0: Okay, I would tell you to read um, the Book of Psalms. Um, there's a lot of scriptures in there that's very touching that I think may help you. You know, if that's something that you would want to do, the Book of Psalms. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I would say looking. I do want to, I do want to hope this, 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 this podcast to help me
1: find all that to God, you know, Yeah. basically help you know, because I know that that, that that healing is not going to take place until I find come back to God, you
0: know. Right. And, and, you know, that's the main thing, you know, you have to take it day by day. It's not an easy process. Like I said, I, you know, I've always believed in God, but there was a point where like, I, I didn't really turn away from him, but it was kind of like you, I lost faith and I just kind of went astray. But, you know, through, you know, prayer and deliverance, I was able to, you know, refine him and just start the healing process. And I really pray that that happens for you. Um, that's why I told you the book of Psalms. Um, that's, you know, the book that I read to, you know, get me back on track. Yeah, and the main thing is that I was just trying to find ways to help,
2: like Spunky Page to help get an attorney, and I was wanted to you could help me with that,
1: and because basically my, my public defender is not working for me, it's part of this conspiracy against me, i trying to keep my, my, because basically every six months, the prison system and my psychiatrist, psychologist, they say that I'm going to take them because on mental illness and they give me forced antipsychotic injection month. And that that alone will stop them from executing.
3: Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah. but my t- now attorney is not having he's not trying to push for the conference here and all yes, it's file motion and request the, mm-hmm. the comedy here. So basically I've been trying to do it
0: myself. Mm-hmm. I'd um also like to talk more about um your your childhood a little bit more if that's okay. Um, yeah, that's okay. Um can you talk about I had did a little reading on um that you went through um, a little bit of abuse. Um can you kind of talk a little bit about that if that's okay? Yeah
1: like my, my, my cousin and uh, my sister yeah you know, uh they should fight your bad by my cousins, older cousins, and stuff, and all My sister used to poke me downstairs and smell my head in the ground and stuff like that. Just a lot of bad stuff happened to me, like going up and out of shit that never really experienced. It just made me kind of like real violent or more or
2: aggressive.
0: Like you have a lot of built up anger because of that.
2: Yeah. My parents
0: wow. Um, was there anything that um, when these things occurred, um, was there anything that you tried to do in a positive to try to help you cope with you know the environment that was you know that you were in and what was going on? Well, um, I was, was too young to do that, so basically, acting out
1: in violence and doing stuff like stealing and. Doing, people,
0: riding, drugs, you know, just basically all kind of bad stuff. Um, did you, um, how was the relationship with your mom? I know you spoke a little bit um, about your mom. How, how was the relationship with her? Well, my relationship with my mom was good. It's always been good. She's my number one
1: supporter in um, our condition.
2: That's so good day, you
0: know, she's mm-hmm. That's good. What about um what about like the rest of your family, like your dad? How was your relationship with him?
1: My dad, was good. My dad he just said
2: his dad needs like seven drugs. and you know,
1: um, Mm -hmm.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah. Is there anything at this moment that comes to your heart that you want the listeners out there to know? Just anything.
1: Well, the main thing is that I just want people to know that I want to engage with public. I want to engage with people to get to know me. Podcast and ask questions and talk to and you know um, just get to know me as a person and stuff like that just in my day to day and
2: stuff and hopefully help me on my journey and come back to the board.
0: Okay, okay, yeah. What are some things you know right now that you um, do in prison that kind of keep your mind at ease? Like I know you mentioned um, you know you work out and stuff. Is there anything else that you do? you have, like, any friends or anything that you've met? Uh, no, I'm not really, but I just uh,
1: watched music released the music with uh, stuff like
0: that. Oh, okay. Um,
1: what,
0: what kind of music do you listen to? Like, who's your favorite uh, artist?
1: Well, i so, uh, Like, I like a lot of people music, like vocalists, like, like, you know, uh, uh, I listen to a lot of...
0: Yeah. Yeah, I do too, yeah. Um how how often do you work out every day? Is that is that kinda like therapeutic for you?
1: No, I would do about four eight four eight hours a week most of the time.
0: Oh, okay, okay.
1: So, yeah. so what I do though I go hard on it I like upside down push ups and stuff, pull ups, stuff like that, stuff that's hard, so
0: uh, so mm mm-hmm. yeah. I also I wanted to ask you, and um please let me know if this is, you know, maybe too much of a question for you. Um if you had a chance to um speak to um like any of the the, the, the families of the victims, um what would you want to say to them? I
1: right, think want to say to them that I'll I'm sorry that this, this, this tragic events took place. Mm-hmm. I never wanted to get out of prison. I knew that I was familiar dangerous. Mm-hmm. I wanted to get treatment before I was released one by but they immediately released it. And right. I can't stop my mental from hurting myself. So obviously I can't stop it from hurting someone else because I can't stop them from
0: hurting myself. Right, right, right. That's understandable. I wasn't
1: responsible for my action. I wasn't yeah, I wasn't responsible
0: for my actions. I didn't
1: know what I was doing. Mm-hmm. And I would
0: ask them, please forgive me. Right, right. I mean, you know, it's yeah, it's it's definitely, I feel out of your control. And, you know, it, it's something that should have been handled in, in the right way. And, you know, I, I really, I, I, I do truly from my heart feel for you this situation. And, you know, I would love to see it get better for you. No problem. No problem. I know we just spoke a little bit briefly about you know religion and stuff like that. Um, but would there would there ever be a time where you would you know think about accepting Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior at, at some point? Um, you know, again, my my podcast is about yeah, healing. That's what,
1: that's what I said. Yeah, that's what I said. That's what I said. I want you to help with that journey. Yeah. yeah. I believe in the Lord, and like I said before, God's scripture says, and hey, once you, you accept that Jesus Christ died for my sins, no oh, more you snatch me out your hand. Mm-hmm. you to snatch out of his hand. So I've already accepted Christ in my life. because I, I can come back to Him in prayer.
0: Mm-hmm. I want to. Um. Do are, do you have a pen and paper handy by chance? Yeah, I do. Okay. Um. Hold on one second. And this is to help you. Um, I want to give you this scripture. It's in Psalms, like I was telling you before. And, you know, again, I I really feel like you reading the book of Psalms will help you with everything that you're, you know, you're dealing with the possessions and the voices and everything, I I really do. So it's Psalms um, uh, verse one, if you can write that down and read it and just pretty much read the whole, the whole book of that Psalms one yeah i think that'll definitely help you because like i said there was a, a point in my life where i you know i was on a, a path to destruction so uh, that's you know one of the main reasons i wanted to reach out to you nico because you know i i feel like you know you can heal and do better and, and, you know, be the person that you were really initially sent here to be.
1: Yeah, I appreciate here. I care and when it comes to our and your energy is not in vain I reciprocate that, you know. Yeah. very open to that, you know, help
0: right right because you know like you was Um, like like you were saying you know the the media is something else and you know you don't personally personally know a person you can't you know make them into this horrible person until you know who they are and the media can be so cruel so is there um anything else that you know you want to
1: Um, just the, the fact that uh, I just want everybody to know that the state of Nebraska is trying to set a date to execute. They're trying to do this immediately, and basically, I we have I to raise money to fund to
3: to to file this motion mm-hmm. to stop this process. And then I was wondering if you know that
1: like probably you to, to your residents and see you know yeah. You know, yeah, mm-hmm. And basically how you have some money that
0: donations to that. Well, absolutely. Um I'll you know, the listeners will definitely hear this and you know, I will reach out to some people myself that I know personally and you know see what we can do to, you know, help you out. You know, I'm willing to help in any way I can.
1: Yeah. The thing is that Basically, the, the person that presides over that cash app is, is also helping you with my legal fund, so mm-hmm. that the, the donations can go to that cash app number.
0: Okay. Okay. Yeah. And I, I got the number, so that's
1: fine. or well, well, whenever somebody, well, somebody sends a donation to the cash app, they have to put a text it saying that this is for legal.
0: Okay. Just in, in general, like, you know, how is how do you go about, you know, day to day, just dealing with, you know, being from from the outside world? Like, you know, I know you said, you know, you like you still hear voices and stuff like that. But, you know, how, like, what's your schedule like in in prison? Like, do you have a certain time you get up, or? Well, when I wake up, I, I, I wake up already. Uh, drink
1: coffee and so. stuff. Database stuff, fucking TV, lab room, stuff like that. Mm-hmm. Uh, I just we start listening to music from the time I wake like, up. Uh, uh, start watching some music and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. And I watch, like, you know, like, you know. my mm-hmm. And I just, you know, like my room is pretty big, so I walk back in my room. And I walk back and forth in my room.
3: Mm-hmm.
1: It's pretty long.
0: Mm-hmm. No, no, I... happened. I know you had said that you um, had a priest or something try to come and talk to you that did, did you hear voices or something when when that happened?
1: Yeah, priest did try to come talk to you. But um uh just stayed with demons the demons just tell me not to talk to them not to you know communicate them and stuff like that and call them names and stuff like that. I don't know, it's just crazy.
0: Wow. Wow. And I, I know that, um, I had read that you sometimes you don't sleep well. How is that? Is that? Is your sleeping better or you still kind of struggle with that? I
1: still kind of struggle with
2: that, but uh, it's getting better though. Like I'm sleeping like, a little bit better, but I still wake up all hours of the night.
0: though. Mm-hmm. And what do you kind of do to, you know, help you go back to sleep? Do you, you like listen to music? You know, you said you listen to music. Is there anything else that you do? No, I just try
2: to fight and just try to find myself
1: in I'm tired and just go back to sleep. Most of the time I go back to sleep because I wake
0: up alive. Oh, okay. I see, I see. Um, Are there any kind of like programs or anything that you're in in the prison that, you know, you kind of like, I don't know what they, what they have there, but no. no. Okay. Yeah. I, I definitely want you to read the book of Psalms. Um, I, I really feel like that will, you know, once again, help you out, you know, spiritually and, you know, help you help you fight,
2: fight your demons. Hmm? Opportunity. Yeah. Opportunity. yeah.
0: Yeah. Yeah. And I I feel like honestly, and, you know, just, you know, speaking on, you know, a lot that I've been through in my life, you know, God is more powerful than anything, you know, you know, Satan is powerful, but not as powerful as God. So I do feel like at some point you can fight this and you will, and you'll overcome. Yeah.
2: Yeah.
0: Yeah. Yeah
1: time thank you i appreciate it very
2: good for your time i appreciate you thank you for listening to me oh no thank problem you. And speak me you,
1: your listeners and i just want everybody to please know that uh i'm here and that time you talk i want to engage with the listeners
0: absolutely absolutely and i'll make sure i make that happen for you thank you so much for your time nico you take care thank you, thank you. Thank you.